Welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced, as all things should be here on a mini-sode. This is the way, talking about The Mandalorian Season 2 through Episode 5. If you have uh, been mowing down on some Thanksgiving food this week, and you're a nerd or geek, you probably ventured onto the Disney Plus app on Friday and checked out the newest episode of The Mandalorian. We are going to talk about all things Mandalorian this episode, but I'm not alone this week. I'm with two other Infinity Bros. It's nice to be back with Infinity Bro Isaac. Isaac, how are you? I'm doing great. It's great to be back. I'm excited to chat some Star Wars with you, bros. I believe this is the first time in Infinity Bros history. Correct me if I'm wrong, Isaac. Maybe second time? that I'm hosting a minisode? Yeah, I think you're right. I think this is the second time. Because I think you did a Westworld uh, minisode with Robbie at one point. Oh, oh gosh, I love Westworld. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this is going to become a Westworld It is, it is a, a rarity that you're on a minisode, so this is fun. I'm excited. Yeah, usually it's you or Jarrett talking mm-hmm. yeah. you know, to some game creators from a place I've never heard or <laughs> some popular Twitter guy that takes pictures of his games that's way better video games than i am <laughs> and then finally infinity bro mark mark how are you i'm doing great i totally forgot that we did or you guys did a mini episode of westworld of the new season and i just finally finished it the latest season and i i didn't feel the need to tell anybody i finished it because that's how i felt about the season Ooh. Yeah, season three was pretty disappointing because that i think the mini episode is on the season three premiere if i'm if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, it was the premiere, and it was kind of talking about what we thought was going to happen that season. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I don't think it's been brought up since then, even, from what I can remember. That's kind of because that's how the season was. Oh, that's disappointing. It was disappointing. But we're not going to talk about Westworld today. We're going to talk about The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. Mando! This has been a pretty remarkable run, and we're going to talk about all things in regards to this, but... Usually, before we do that on a mini-sode, we typically will do a get-to-know-an-infinity-bro segment. So I'm going to lead that out. And Isaac, what is the question for this week? Our question for this week on get-to-know-an-infinity-bro is, what is your first memory of Star Wars? Mark, we'll start with you. I thought about this because you, you presented the question just hours before showing. Um, and I know I had toys pre this time but what really my first big memory especially of like the star wars movies is they did a re-release when george lucas went in and digitally altered and put special effects it was like the special edition and they re-released the first one january like 97 and i went to see it with my dad in the local theater in moorhead minnesota and that's my first time like remember seeing the re-release of that special effect, like the new special effects Star Wars, and just blowing my mind. It's like I want more because then my other thought is I know that Shadows of, Emp- Shadows of the Empire for the N sixty four came out that December. You know, this is the month before oh, ninety six, and I believe I either got it before seeing the movie or got it immediately afterwards because I'm like I'm all in on Star Wars as a six year old. So <laughs> nice. So that's my first memory. six. Wow. Yeah. 
That's nice. I think that's probably around the same time that I was exposed to Star Wars first. And my first memory of Star Wars is actually watching the original trilogies on VHS at my grandma and grandpa's house. They had they had a lot of good old classic movies. My grandpa really liked westerns, and they had all of the original trilogy. They had a, all the Indiana Jones movies, and I remember watching the original trilogy. So I think, you know what's interesting? I think it probably is about five or six, but I think for a lot of our generation of millennials and moving on down to Gen Y and Gen Z, a lot of their first exposure to Star Wars was the prequels. Um, and I saw the prequels after the original trilogy, but yeah, it's just kind of interesting when we talk to people our age and younger, it's like, oh, sometimes that isn't the first exposure. Cause I think I probably saw the original trilogy when I was five or six. And I think episode one came out when I was probably eight or nine. It so it was a little bit later. Yeah. And t- was it, when was that? 99 you said? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like eight years old. So I did see the original trilogy a little bit before those came out, which heightened my my hype for for the prequels. And as a young kid, the prequels weren't that bad because I thought it was Star Wars and it was awesome. But, you know, looking back, I was a foolish child and uh, I don't I don't regret liking the prequels. But, you know, original trilogy was my first uh, exposure to Star Wars. Max, what was yours? It was the same for me, too. I mean, the original trilogy was what I got into. I rewatched um, episode one, The Phantom Menace, a ton when I was a kid. I remember watching that show, that movie religiously as a kid. My dad eventually would introduce me to episode four through six, which combined with his passion for it and now having time to watch them all. Realizing what is superior, in my opinion, is the original trilogy. Right, right. Um, I would say that I had the blessing of being nostalgic for the original prequel, but there's a lot of stuff in the prequel that's like, oh, this is stupid, that yeah. I can mock today openly, and we've talked about it on the <laughs> show. I'm the, the new trilogy, I've got a lot of negativity I can give. I know Mark is a Wrong. little more middle of the road on that than I am. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> 100% wrong. <laughs> I would I'm I'm getting to the point where there are some parts of the newest trilogy that are the worst of the 9 episodes. Um that's wow. just where I'm at with it. It's it's but um we're not going to talk about that. We're that's just our perspective. We're we're going to talk about the oh, Mandalorian. No, 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 that's your perspective. Uh, <laughs> it's yours. It's all yours, man. I'm I'm speaking on behalf of all 6 of us. You do not speak um, for all the trees. No, I speak for all 6 of us. It's fine. We want to make sure that you're familiar with our rating system and when we talk about specific things on The Mandalorian today. So I'm going to go ahead and put that bumper right here. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, everything is ranked from a 0 to 6 point scale. 0 meaning horrible and 6 meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a 6, it gets an infinity step. The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 5. Chapter 13 is titled The Jedi. It is directed by Dave Filoni, written by Dave Filoni and John Favreau. It stars Pedro Pascal, Michael Bean, uh, Rosario Dawson, Diana Lee Inosanto, James Croak, Dylan Alvarado, Mai Brunel, Wing Tao Chow, and Clark Sherl. Interesting fact, guys. 
This episode currently has a 9.7 out of 10 on IMDb. It is the highest rated episode on IMDb by the fans of the 18. Second place would be the season finale of a 9.3 of the end of the first season. It still has three episodes to go. The synopsis of this episode reads, The Mandalorian and the Child continue their journey through a dangerous galaxy. Pretty open-ended. They don't give you much if you've seen it. But we also want to make sure that you are aware this is going to be a spoiler episode. So we're going to go ahead and put the spoiler bumper for this right here. This is... Prepare yourself. An Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. Warning. All right, Isaac, we'll start with you. What is your rating of The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 5, The Jedi? We're just doing this this episode or the whole uh, Season 2 as a whole? Let's do the episode and then uh, we'll come we'll circle back around to the season two at the end. Okay. This episode was a six out of six, and I think I share sentiment with any other um, geeky Star Wars uh, fans out there that it was just chock full of Star Wars Easter eggs and lore. And man, there was I think twice or maybe even three times where I literally like stood up and like geeked out a little bit during the episode and man uh, that's that's what I'm looking for during this season of the Mandalorian and it did not disappoint at all I think probably one of the best episodes of the Mandalorian yet um if I had to do a top 5 of it it'd definitely be at least one of my top 2 I'm trying to I think the last two episodes of the first season were really good. So it'd be up there top two or top three for sure. But yeah, it's fantastic. Um, I don't know if we're gonna get into it a little bit later, but uh, We will. Okay. Ahsoka um being in this episode. I thought they were kinda gonna tease her at the very end, but her being the focus of this episode was amazing. It was just ugh, so cool. Finally get to see her in live action and it was Everything I've ever dreamed of, uh, being a Clone Wars guy, it was just so stinking cool. And uh, even some parallels into Rebels as well with the gray lightsabers and the fighting style and stuff like that was just, ugh. And then at the end of the episode, Mark's going to expand on this a little bit more, I think, but the mention of uh, Grand Imperial, or was it Grand Admiral uh, Thrawn? Oh, man, I, I I have not read the books, but... When I heard that name, I geeked out. I was like, oh my gosh, you have got to be kidding me. Like, this is part of, they're bringing in Star Wars lore that has not really been, I mean, there was, I think he was in Rebels uh, for a story arc, but man, just so cool that we're finally seeing all this stuff on live screen, and Ahsoka was amazing and badass and everything that we wanted from a live action version of Ahsoka, I think anyways. So Rosario Dawson did an amazing job. Isaac, you've seen Clone Wars, you've seen Rebels? I've seen most I'd, I think I've like most of the way through season 2 of Rebels. So I've not watched all of Rebels, but uh, I've I've gotten into the where Ahsoka jumps into Rebels and she's awesome in that as show as well. I so. just want our I want our listeners to know where we're each coming from. One of the blessings I think of this episode in particular is we're all kind of all three different spectrums with Star Wars. And so we just want to make sure that you as a listener wherever you land um can get the best 
possible feedback um, in regards to where you stand on Star Wars. Mark, you've seen Rebels and Clone Wars, correct? I have not seen Rebels. I'm in my... Okay. I'm in Have the, you seen Clone I'm, Wars? Yeah, I'm into my rewatch because I haven't seen the latest season yet, even though oh. I've spent all my time watching Netflix, but now I'm on to the... You're going to love after it. After this last episode, I had, the, I had the hot back in. I'm already into halfway through season four, so I've already watched. Nice. So. Mark, what's your rating of this episode? And give a quick review of your thoughts on it. Well, six out of six. I need to comment. Whoever didn't give this a 10 out of 10 on ID, I, yeah, whatever the where you pick your ratings from, thank you, um, needs to reevaluate their life. <laughs> so if you're listening wow. and you're one of those people, you know, you know what you need to do. Shame on you. Um, but, um, I, I freaking loved it. I just, they open up with, uh, Ahsoka just, you know, giving us that Jedi that we didn't, we haven't gotten any taste of leading up to this and just mowing people down with lightsabers, using the force, doing some flip flops and cartwheels and jumping high you know all the stuff <laughs> us kids loved when we were young, yes. watching jedi fight yep. or grown up grown adults um and finally getting a name for the child groku that was crazy man i did not expect that that was crazy and the twist like the big twist is for me is like who ahsoka was searching after i was thinking like right. is it like another jedi that's like hidden is it like a sith person that maybe she's already inquisitor and it ends up being Thrawn, which is like, excuse me. And then, like, you, Isaac, saying, like, you stood up. And, like, at some moments, like, there was yeah. a moment where she's, like, clearly talking about Anakin. I looked at my beautiful wife, Kelly, oh, and I'm yeah. like, oh, that's Anakin. He's talking about <laughs> Anakin. Yep. Like, just giddy. Just, yeah, dude, yep. I, I loved it. And I think, what are some of the, like, is, isn't there supposed to be an Ahsoka, you know, her own series? That kind of, that makes sense why a big focus. There's of, been rumors, yeah. Sure. Of why she was a main focus for this and got a lot of screen time because you want to show her off to the world as a character and Rosario Dawson like acting as her to kind of bring that hype together where you're like you got to give us a series whether it's you know limited six to eight episodes but right they've confirmed a Mandalorian spinoff but they haven't confirmed that it's going to be Ahsoka so I mean if it is if it turns out to be Ahsoka Tano uh mini so mini series or you know full out show like the mandalorian i think every star wars fan would be geeked about that and one thing i like like i think it might be subtle for some people but the thing i kind of built more into the mandalorian's character is when he gets to the planet and he's walking and he kind of sees like everyone's like you know worse for wear definitely feels probably oppressed and like they're people that are in those like um like taze chambers or whatever you want to call them it kind of gets like that feeling that hey, I'm probably whoever I'm going to go talk to probably isn't the best person, and like doesn't tell the per- doesn't tell her that she's looking that he's looking for a Jedi or even looking for a Sokotano, just agrees to whatever she says, and then you know the bonus was oh you're looking for a Jedi named Ahsoka, and then he's like oh my job's ten times easier now you need <laughs> yeah. to find a way to, uh you know see yeah. see if she doesn't kill me that worked out pretty well for him yeah, and then the other thing too it's just the when they started fighting with the droids and the people, or like, you know, did the sneak attack, how it just seemed so easy for her to take them all down. I thought that was wild. I'm going to give this a six out of six as well. I come from a perspective of zero rebels, zero clone wars. I barely knew who Ahsoka Tano was. I believe I've called her Ash Oka, or like, <laughs> I've messed up her name before, for sure. Oh, if you God. listen to this show, I mess up names all the time. <laughs> What's I... 
I have to say this is, and my review of this episode is very clear with this. This is the best Star Wars I've ever seen since I was a kid. This is the best Star Wars. This is what we've needed. This was the expectation with the new trilogy. This is what we didn't get with the new trilogy. This is this is exactly what streaming platform TV needs to be. The standard is currently being set by Disney for Star Wars moving forward. We are watching the resurrection of Star Wars in becoming one of the greatest franchises ever again. Um, obviously, we've seen other franchises kind of hop in and, and, and take shots at it as one of the best. This is fantastic. I don't know where Dave Filoni goes from here if he do, if he has to do Star Wars the rest of his life, I feel like. He needs to be the Kevin Feige. <laughs> we've talked about it on this show. We've said Favreau should do it. I, I, I believe it was Scott Higa that challenged that concept. I believe Jarrett said that. Scott was nailing it. He nailed it. Filoni needs to do it. Filoni clearly knows this this lore backwards and forwards. I think it should be, I mean, not to interject, but I think where Favreau gets his credit is his connections with different actors. So he can get the right people for it. Yes. But then you're right with Filoni. He knows this, you know, forwards and backwards, probably A, with his, because he was involved with Clone Wars and Rebels, like knowing just that lore, but knowing all of Star Wars lore. But that's, you know, we can't discredit. Maybe Favreau knows that stuff backwards, forwards too. It's like, hey, why not partner with this dude? Right. Because I think Filoni's got the vision, which would you, you would look for in you know in that CEO type of position. Like he he he's got a plan and he knows where where it's going. I, I'm sure Favreau is is probably pretty good with it too. But man, just showing with Clone Wars and Rebels, it's just man, it's just crazy the things that he's done for the Star Wars universe. I've been really impressed with this show. What was really impressive to me was I had a couple questions. I Googled who Thawne was. I um, Googled a couple different things, probably three or four things, but I followed everything. I followed everything as as what many would call a filthy casual Star Wars <laughs> Like, I'm watching Mandalorian. I know the bare minimum of Star Wars, and I'm following along. And I'm, I'm like you guys. I was jumping up when I heard the name Grogu. We'll talk about that in a bit. I thought that was great. I thought the lightsaber stuff was dynamite. Again, I know nothing about Ahsoka to know. But I thought, the are, they, are those gray or white lightsabers, Isaac? Uh, I think they're technically gray. Um, they look a little bit darker in the Rebels series. Uh, well, we're getting super nerdy right now. With those <laughs> questions. I'm, the point I'm making is, so I, I think I silver is the official is the official color of those lightsabers. If you I will call it, it up. silver the rest of the episode. Forgive me for those <laughs> that are very deep in this lore that are upset at me. There's probably already been a few listeners and be like, "Oh, that's how you say it." Oh, they're they're silver. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh well, we're gonna go ahead and fast forward. Jared. I just I loved the opening <laughs> of this show. I thought this is it was setting the tone for me of who this character was. Uh, that was my introduction to Ahsoka Tano, and I'll be honest with you, it's been the greatest pitch so far for me to go watch Rebels and to go watch Clone Wars. Th- this 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 episode's great. This is the best episode of The Mandalorian. This is the best Star Wars I've watched since the original trilogy. This this is better than the, the current trilogy that just came out in the previous trilogy. This is the best. Mandalorian has a lot of ways to go. Let's talk about a couple key details in this episode. Let's talk about Grogu, Mark. You you alluded to it. I talked about it. Let, let's get on to that. What was your rating of the name Grogu? What did you think of it? 
Did you want it? Did you did you hate it? Did you feel like it was needed? Where you stand with Grogu and his character development as Ahsoka Tano has turned down training him because she senses fear in him like Anakin. We'll start with you, Mark. Well, I guess I couldn't have expected any name because I thought they would just go with the child the rest of the time. But, I mean, what did people expect if people are hating on it? Like Yoda too? Like Yoda Jr.? Like... <laughs> Like, oh, actually, he's actually Yoda's son. He just happened to, you know, that's how he got out. <laughs> oh, by um, the way. What's your what's your rating of the name? Six out of six? I don't know. What, what did I want Kyle? No. Did I want... <laughs> right. No, there are like, some what, people who are... But there are some people online that are mocking it, Mark. Yeah, well, those people can go sit on a duck. <laughs> <laughs> those are the people that are rating it 9 out of 10 on IMDb. Isaac, what do you think of the name? I'll give it a five out of six. Like I wasn't, it's the same thing as Mark. Like I'm not mad about it. It It's fine. It wasn't like when I heard it, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Okay. I got the, when I, I'm sorry. I was like this, I had to say this cause I just thought of this. My first thought when I heard that name was like, that sounds an awfully lot like Goku. And I'm thinking like, <laughs> is he also a Saiyan? <laughs> is this some hybrid? Okay. Just that's how I had to say that. Like, it kind of was a shocker, like, just in the fact of getting a name, like Mark said. Like, I didn't expect to get a name. Um, so And I liked that we got a name. Um, and I liked how they played the, the how we got the name. And, like, Mando was, ex- like, surprised that that's what his name was. And now he's got a name. He's going to call him that. So, I, like, really, six out of six to all of that stuff. The name itself was, like, yeah, it's, it's fine. I'm kind of – I like that they didn't go – like if you if you're a Star Wars lore person, this might be a little boring for you, Max. But so there's a couple beings in the Star Wars universe that are the same species as Yoda, Yoda and Yaddle, who is also a, another Jedi. But other than that, we knew of zero like other beings that were the same species. So we come upon the child, and somebody in our Discord pointed out that they kind of liked that it wasn't another Y name. It didn't start with Y. And I, I agree with that too. Like if they had done that, it, it wouldn't have come across as lazy, but I, I would have been less inclined to like it, I think. But Grogu, sure. Yeah, it sounds cute. I'm go. I'll I'll go with it. Five out of six. I'm all in on Grogu, six out of six. Again, little to, I, I have no like, I have no bias leading me towards like, the fact that you're like criticizing the fact that if it was a Y name, you would have had issues with it <laughs> completely cracks me up. It's kind of what I hate about the Star Wars fandom, but God bless you, Isaac. I love you. I would say I loved the name because it's an I, I can identify this character now. I was gr- I was growing tired of calling it the child. I didn't say that. I wasn't outright thinking it, but I was feeling that. And again, it felt like a step to me that this series has done a great job of they give me what I need to see, not what I want to see. I think I wanted to see in this episode a couple of Jedi things and then maybe at the season finale see Ahsoka Tano go out, all out. And maybe they will still have her do a lot at the end of the season. I was very impressed with what I got, though, with her. But Grogu's a great example of this. This character goes deeper to me. He is the... Ki- I mean, if if you think, think of the Mount Rushmore of new characters of 2020... The first two names on it are uh, are Grogu and, um, oh gosh, from Tiger King, Mark. What's his name? Uh, Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic. Those are the first <laughs> two 2020 characters going on Mount Rushmore of like so new iconic. characters. I can't even think of the second one. 
Well, I was going to say, it's icon- <laughs> well, it's iconic in the mustache. It's iconic in the staff. But I think Gro- what I like about Grogu is I'm envisioning him being 600 years old and wise. That's a name for a 600-year-old, old, wise character like that. That's why I liked that name, in my opinion. What did you guys think of Ahsoka Tano? Obviously, you guys have way more backstory with her than I do. What was your rating of her, and how do you think Rosario Dawson did portraying this character? Isaac, we'll start with you. I thought she did a fantastic job. Um, no qualms with with Rosario Dawson's portrayal of her. Um, this is a older, wiser Ahsoka, and I thought everything about how she portrayed her was like pretty much perfect. Um, basically, what you get out of the Clone Wars is that Ahsoka is a kind person, like a kind person that cares about the people around her and is loyal. Uh, I wouldn't say to a fault, but like she, she's still able to critically think um, about what's going on around her, but her kindness is really what um, stands out to her as a character. And even though we come upon her in the first scene and she's just slaughtering every single one of their, one of their um, guards, you see that in the way that um, Dawson plays the character, that she like cares about the people of this village, that she wants them to be free, that she's um, looking for looking for this information, and it's and it's almost like a little hardened version, which you would expect from an older um, an older wiser. Uh, she's been through a ton of crap, you know, the whole original trilogy. She, she's behind the scenes, probably like fending for herself, like surviving. Um, so I thought everything about this version of of um, Ahsoka was amazing. And I, I've heard a lot of people say that the uh, voice of Ahsoka, I think her name is Ashley Tinsdale or something like that from the Clone Wars. Uh, <laughs> It, I don't. I don't think it's Ashley Tinsdale, but I'll, I'll look it up. I, it's, I it's not Ashley. It's not See, Ashley Tinsdale. Ashley no. somebody. I, I forget yeah. forget her last name. But uh, a lot of people were kind of calling for her to portray Ahsoka in, in Ash, the live Ashley Eckstein. Eckstein. There you go. <laughs> not not like, Tinsdale. It's not t- <laughs> Tinsdale. I just know <laughs> I that. I don't know why that her. came to my mind, but that's <laughs> yeah. Besides the point. But uh, I thought Rosario. Wow. Rosario Dawson did an amazing job. So nothing about her portrayal was was wrong about it to me. Six out of six. Six out of six for her performance. But kind of commenting on, like, why not getting Ashley... <laughs> I was just going to say Tidsdale. Um, <laughs> Xteed. As the character, I think it's because their plan is to probably make a series out of this. And they probably... Like, they're... Like, you know, think about not, not a Star Wars lore fan. If you're all in on Clone Wars... The higher-ups are like, we want a bigger actor, actress name on it, and Rosario Dawson has that as an actress, as a well-known actress, because, I mean, they're both, like, around the same age, because that was my thought, too, when they casted Rosario Dawson, like, why not get, like, if you're gonna play a little bit older Ahsoka, just get the actress who voiced her, because that'd be crazy, you know, because they got Katie Sackhoff to play, um, um, Bo-Katan, so, like, you know. I think Rosario Dawson was perfect for this, Mark. Yeah, I'm, that's she, what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not crapping on her performance. I thought it was great. I thought what they did with Ahsoka was fantastic. You know, going into this, I didn't like what you guys probably have thought and let's reiterate. It's like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't expect a whole episode basically just Ahsoka with a little bit of Mandalorian and Groku. We got a lot. It's Grogu, Mark. Grogu, Grogu. not Groku. Well, now it's going to be Groku, and everyone listening to it, it's going to say Groku, because that's what I heard initially. 
they probably should check for a tail on him too, just in case. <laughs> um, Grogu. <laughs> but no, yeah, I'm all in. I want more Ahsoka. I hope she shows back up maybe at the end of the episode or end of the season, or even gets her own series. I just want to follow her and see what her adventures are. But yeah, give me more. Rosario Dawson absolutely did a wonderful job of conveying history in her face without saying words. She, you could see her look at Grogu and she was conveying Yoda. She was thinking of Yoda clearly, right? Because she knows Yoda. Well, that's what she said at one point. That was another giddy moment where I looked at my beautiful Kelly wife. Or yeah, Kelly. right. Your beautiful Kelly wife, yes. Yeah, my Kelly wife. <laughs> and he's like, she's talking about Yoda. Yeah, that, that was another moment that you're just like, oh, all right. And I think, that's, I think that's fun. I think that really caters to all the Star Wars fandom. And this is the kind of stuff that Star Wars has missed the mark on. I don't know how well of an actress Ashley is in person. I do know that Rosario Dawson has the chops to do this. It's clear and evident after watching this episode, but also yeah. given her other roles, right. I think she absolutely crushed that. And again, I some of this history I'm not aware of, but I could sense it in her portrayal that there was stuff there. I loved that. What did you guys think of uh, the mission itself, going into the city, uh, fight fighting all all these in- individuals? It was it was pretty crazy to me um, to watch that duel that happened at the end between Mando and Michael Bean, whose character's name was Lang, where it was essentially Mark. You, you've talked about it all year where we've talked about Mandalorian, but the truest of wild, wild West <laughs> duels, yeah, right? Seriously. Like both of them were just waiting to grab their gun and shoot the other Who shoots in anticipation yeah. of uh, Morgan Elsbeth and Ahsoka to fighting. What did you guys think of that whole um, sequence? I mean, obviously, the the lightsaber stuff was remarkable. I'd start with that. But Ahsoka Tano, again, leads the charge in this, Isaac. Pretty remarkable. I, I would have thought Mandalorian would have been half and half. It was kind of 80-20 Ahsoka Tano. I thought that was amazing because we know what Mando's going to do. We know, like, his methods and stuff from the from the previous whatever amount of episodes that we've gotten, we had known nothing. I mean, in this universe necessarily, like if you're a Star Wars fan, you know a little bit about Soka, but we don't know um, anything about her and what she, what her motivation is, what, what is going on with her. So it was really cool to see things almost from her perspective, almost like I, I would say, yeah, I'd probably be, I'd, I'd probably say it was like 60, 40, maybe Ahsoka, but it was, it was really cool to see, all of the like, like you said, um, the expressions when she was taught, like force talking to Grogu, was amazing. Like amazing acting by Rosario Dawson. But this end sequence is just classic. Like the showdown between um, Mando and the other guy was just Lang. so cool. Lang, you yep. said. Lang. Okay. Uh, yeah, and that was that was really cool. How he just had his hand, like just like. The Western style that um, the Mandalorian has gone with throughout this whole series has just been amazing and like refreshing because we haven't really seen that for a little bit. Um, and the lightsaber fighting, like you said, was amazing. Uh, the I just really like the whole Beskar uh, kind of sub theme that's going on with Mando. Like he's just like he sees the Beskar and he's like, oh, okay. Well, I need to get this stuff. So, uh, but yeah, it's so cool to see that she could fight 
this lightsaber battle with this Beskar spear. Like, that was really cool. And actually, right when Ahsoka sees Mando for the first time, and he's blocking her lightsaber with his Beskar armor, that was really cool to see. Fantastic. Yeah, so I didn't even know any of that. I was like, this is sweet. (laughs) Yeah, so awesome. So that was just to see the showdown between the Beskar and the lightsabers was really cool. And man, the yeah, fight choreography, amazing. The portrayal of Ahsoka, amazing. Um, this, again, one of the best episodes of The Mandalorians yet. And uh, the ending was just perfect for the, for the show. So really cool. I want to talk about two more things before we close this show out. One, we talked about Thrawn at the beginning of the episode. I, I, we're kind of running out of time, so I'm not going to get into his backstory. I got an article. I'll post it in the show notes. Just scroll through it. It's from Screen Rant, kind of talking about all the behind-the-scenes stuff of this episode. Scroll over to the Thrawn stuff. You can read about it. Isaac and Mark, you guys are are well aware of his history. Two questions for you I want to add. One, is Thrawn the big bad in the back of all of this right now, in your opinion? Um, Two, who do you want to act as this character? If you could fan cast. I know this is – I'm throwing this right at you. Mark, I shared with you a picture of Benedict Cumberbatch – that was something one person pitched to you. Who would you want to do it uh, is the question I have to you. So I'll pass it along to you guys. I mean, I just go with who's voiced him because it's uh, Mads Mikkelsen's uh, older brother, Lars Mikkelsen. And I think he would fit just the, the part. And I think that's, I know we talked about this too, Max. Like if you want to go like younger, yeah, probably Benedict's a better choice. But you know, Lars is a little bit older than uh, Benedict, so it's like if you want to go an older route, then he might be perfect. But he's you know blue skin, so who knows? I mean, it doesn't really matter who you cast, really. Benedict is a heck of a paycheck sure. too. Not saying Disney doesn't have it, but with COVID and everything going on, that paycheck is bigger. But you know, if he's already in the bubble and filming for Doctor Strange, why not just you know push him a couple more millions of dollars? You know, put some blue face on and you know be Thrawn. Isaac, who would you fan cast, and what are your thoughts on Thrawn being? included in this universe you alluded to it earlier but anything else you'd add uh yeah man i'd i'd kind of defer to mark because you've read the you've read the thrawn novels right mark oh yeah yeah so i i haven't read them yet i after this episode i really want to read them now um but i you know just know a little bit of his backstory and one one name that came to my mind was hugo weaving i don't know where he's at with his acting but like he's kind of got that cold calculating uh type of demeanor in in this few of his roles so i think he would be cool but yeah i think i think you're right mark i think it doesn't necessarily matter who plays him and if it yeah if if lars mickelson is available and willing that would be kind of a cool um callback to the rebel series so yeah that'd be that'd be pretty cool too this is giving mind everyone's getting cast as their character that they played voiced wise and and ashley does not get <laughs> yeah. that would true kind of suck, but, you know. true you know that's that's an interesting thing though because Rosario Dawson has been fan cast for, as Ahsoka for a really long time, like way before she got actually cast in this series. So and that that was, is a she really was interesting. pining for it too, Isaac. She right, was saying, yeah, like, she had I been tweeting this. about it. Yeah, for sure. The, the person I was thinking of, guys, that I, I was because I was thinking about this pre-show, and I was like, man, I know a lot of people aren't gonna necessarily think this is a great pick at first, but I kind of like Jason Bateman in this role. Um, with everything he's been doing in Ozark, I'm, I'm halfway through season two of Ozark. He just plays evil very well, but he also plays manipulative well. 
I think Jason Bateman might be able to really crush this role if given an opportunity. And he's around that age, Mark. Am I correct on that, what Thrawn needs to be? Sure. I mean, Thrawn can be whatever they want. Yeah, I I, I think... I'm just saying with the timeline, maybe. Yeah, and I, I think this character, whoever... Excuse me, this actor, whoever takes over this role, it's Star Wars still. There's going to be humor in it, right? It's it's not going to all be, like, doom and gloom at times. Maybe, um, with, this char- maybe with him, I, they would be, so... Maybe. I don't know. I, I just, I would like it. I, he could do either way. I'm just saying if they needed him to be comedic, he could do it. Who, they alluded to going to the Jedi Temple. That's kind of the next mission. Obviously, there will probably be other stuff that happens before we get to this, just because the way this show is run. Who do you, Mark, you and I have talked about this. We've talked about who we think is going to show up. Isaac, we'll start with you. What Jedi is going to hear the call to help with Grogu? The, I think the most popular one that has been thrown around is Luke Skywalker because I, it's the way they went with the sequel trilogy. You could probably contest this, but like a, a lot of the canon slash non-canon stuff they've got out there, Luke basically tries to make his own Jedi temple, blah blah blah. You know, train Jedi and stuff like that. So in his search for Jedi, like Force sensitive uh, people that he can train. Maybe he goes and picks up Grogu, you know, to train him. Who knows? But I think that's the one that's been thrown around the most, and that would be really cool to see a Luke Skywalker cameo or appearance in The Mandalorian. But, um, you know, who knows? I think that would be the most fan service answer, probably. I've heard Ezra Bridger would be another. That's the one I've heard a lot on Twitter. Again, I'm not familiar with that character. I just know he's from Clone Wars and... Would would you say that would be a good one too for for you? Ezra Bridger is from Rebels, and that Rebels, would I'm be sorry, a pretty me. cool one because he's a really different type of character. So he actually trained to become a Jedi after the Jedi Temple had fallen, Order sixty six, all that stuff. So I think um, it makes more sense for Luke to do it, but it would be really cool if we saw an Ezra Bridger uh, appearance as well. Because he's he's kind of like his own Jedi, or if you even want to call it that, like he's just training to be. He's not tied to the original right. lore and mythology that a little bit because was explored was in the was, new trilogy. Still, I mean. yeah, right. Exactly. I'm talking about so the, that book, would be, the book, the book, yeah. the book of law, and all that jazz. Right. Mark, yeah, that would be that'd be cool. Mark, uh, you've thought Luke Skywalker as well, but you have a different take on it. Did did I have a different take? I was I was gonna say well on the actor on the actor. oh actor yeah I it's Sebastian Stan all day easy casting right there Oof, get him yeah. that would be and perfect. just like you said you know they get to that uh, temple put him out there where about the timeline where it's like been nine years so probably Ben Solo's a little kid where Luke is probably at the stage where he's trying to find four sensitive children so yeah that you know that's an easy guess right there um, another one that I've seen is. Um, Mace Windu still alive? It'd be like a very old Mace Windu at this point. That's you stole you stole the one I was gonna say that, which is from. <laughs> I, I want to give a shout out to my friend. My friend Trenton Glassell sent that to me, and I sent it to Mark. I think Mace Windu would be great, and Samuel L. Jackson's the kind of guy that like let's do it. <laughs> yeah, he'd let's be do in. it. He'd be in for sure. But you, you keep going with Mace Windu. No, that's Saturday. all I have to say. The other one that I've seen that I have an article about that I'll send. Uh, I'll send to Max so he can share with you guys. Um, that will have. Cal Kita or Kestit, yeah, Kestis oh, from Fallen yeah, Order, yeah, from Jedi Fallen Order, yeah, that would be cool. Is you know search because you know it's like kind of what Soka says. You go up there and then whoever hears the call Man. hears it because it doesn't mean necessarily that Luke Skywalker would hear him. 
it could be any Jedi out there that... And maybe they might just make up a new Jedi, too. Like, that could be the other thing. That would be really cool, because, I mean, despite all of the ties that Jedi Fallen Order has to to the main, like, Star Wars universe, like, that would be a really cool callback. It's just the actor from Riverdale, so you just bring him. Right, yeah, you could just go get him. Yeah, that's... That'd be perfect, man. And I got I got one more little bit because I'm gonna share because I found I saw this article when I was looking at when I saw Kel. Um, the the headline is I'm just gonna read the headline and then if you guys want more, we'll discuss maybe a little bit. The Mandalorian Star Wars fans are accusing Baby Yoda of leaving younglings to die in Revenge of the Sith because remember when she says that <laughs> she got out when Order sixty six was happening, he was at the temple, yeah. so. Really that? How did how did he oh how did Gro, Grogu get out? Grogu. I said Grogu. Okay, well, <laughs> you sounded like you said ragu. Maybe you heard ragu. Maybe you should clear out those ears. Grogu, ragu. I mean, Roku. Lakers and four. Roku. <laughs> Uh, Isaac, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, as always, uh, we're grateful for you and all you do in our social media stuff. Make sure you follow us uh, at the Infinity Bros. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Check us out on Twitch as well. All that stuff is on the show notes, so just scroll down and check that out as well. You have a live stream tonight at 8 o'clock, Saturday night, so if you haven't watched it, make sure you check it out. Uh, Isaac and Zane are going to be on that. Mark, thank you for coming on so much, brother. Appreciate all your stuff, your insight, and you. You, if you listen to our show normally, Mark is kind of a, a bit of a thorn in my side, and I thought you, you were okay today, Mark. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Uh, And as always, thank you, Infinity Bros Universe. We love you guys, 3000. Make sure you check us out on all the platforms I discussed, and we will see you soon. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com.